You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Matt Baxendell. We're just two days away from the Cotton Bowl. Man, that's kind of snuck up on us. Just two days away from Ohio State and Missouri. Buckeyes now favored by a point. Seems like a lot of the Buckeyes are going to play in this game. Maybe everybody except for Marvin. We're going to get into all that. Before we do that, I'm going to tell you guys about our newest sponsor. We're very fired up about this. Swenson's, great Ohio company, great food. Since 1934, Smiling Curb Servers have been have been sprinting to deliver freshly made burgers and hand-spun milkshakes right to your car window. And everything is made exactly the way you want it. French fries on your burger, you got it. Add a brownie in your milkshake, absolutely. Swenson's delivers fresh off-the-grill food by smiling, sprinting servers. Swenson's isn't just great food. It's a dinner and a show where you always have the best seat in the house. Visit SwensonsDriveIn.com to find a stand near you. Now through the end of the year, receive a $5 bonus voucher with every $25 worth of gift cards purchased. Visit SwensonsDriveIn.com for stand locations. We've got the perfect holiday treat for you, the candy cane milkshake. Try our holiday hack by adding in chocolate or hot fudge. Visit SwensonsDriveIn.com for stand locations. But don't wait too long. It's only available for a limited time. Visit any Swenson's location this week and mention Bucknuts to receive a free small milkshake with any purchase. What a great opportunity to try Swenson's Buckeye Shake made with peanut butter and chocolate. Visit SwensonsDriveIns.com for stand locations and make sure you mention Bucknuts to receive a free small milkshake with any purchase. I love Swenson's. Bax, I mean, you a, you ever tried Swenson's? You a Swenson's fan, Bax? I think you, uh, you you've underestimated how much I love Swenson's, Dave. Uh, first of all, there are seven in the Akron area, and there are five in the Columbus area. The mo- closest to my house, right next to the Top Golf of Polaris. Um, my wife Julie is an Akron native, and Swenson's is an institution around Akron. Yes. Um, the best thing on the menu is the Galley Boy. It's a double cheeseburger, and it has barbecue and tartar as the toppings. And you wouldn't think they'd go together until you try it, and then you want another one. Uh, Swenson's is fantastic. I routinely joke that one of the top 10 reasons I married my wife was because she introduced me to Swenson's. And when they came to Columbus a few years ago, I was one of the happiest people you'll ever see. So yes, Swenson's is freaking awesome. Uh, so yeah, you, go do everything Dave just said, just do it. It's so good. It is so good. I love Swenson's. I was, pretty, 
Yeah, I was pretty happy when they put one in here in uh, Hilliard, and I had tried it before, but I had no idea that it was went all the way back to 1934. Yep, um, and was a yeah, as you said, an Akron institution. And the, the ground beef is still in Akron. They, What's it, that? It, the ground beef is sneaky because they won't tell you what their their recipe is. I swear there's brown sugar in it because it is so good. Uh, yeah. I I love. We could talk about Swenson's for a while here. I, say, I think about Swenson cast. If you let me do this, <laughs> there, there you go. I mean, we could talk about Swenson's all day. Um, they're actually going to be dropping off food to my house today. That's what a nice new sponsor we have. They're dropping off food to my house. I'll send you my address, Dave. Send, have them send me some galley boys, and uh, I'll take a, a large California while we're at you can, it too. You can That's swing over, yeah, watch just, some watch some college football, and eat some Swensons. Sounds like a good day. All right, like let's get into it. Um, what's your? I mean, Buckeyes now favored by one. They were two and a half point underdogs there for a couple of weeks. Now the Buckeyes are favored by one. Just, um, I mean, putting the betting stuff aside, just what's your vibe on this game? You confident the Buckeyes are going to get this done? Well, it certainly seems like they're taking the game as a as a whole among the program a little more serious than you and I probably would have expected the first week of December. Uh, by that, I mean the opt-outs are not really happening. First of all, if anybody ever thought Marvin Harrison Jr. was playing in this game, you need to go to a psychologist and get your touch with reality check because there was zero chance of Marvin Harrison playing this game, no matter what we thought, and no matter how badly I know he genuinely wants to beat Michigan. He's a number two or three pick in the draft. That's like a $35 million contract or something absurd. Marvin was never playing, but right now it looks like virtually everyone else is practicing and likely playing. And really, you know, unless you think losing Kyle McCord's a huge loss, which based on the way all these guys are talking has very much uh, Troy Smith drafted over Justin's Wick vibes to it among the players. At the end of the day, I think Ohio State's going to come into this game pretty fully formed and you know, we can talk about what the impact is for next year if all these guys play, because most guys that play generally come back. But uh, I have to think Ohio State is going to be at as close to 100% as we're going to get in this game. And Dave, if you had to pick one position to have a guy opt out at on this roster, it's wide receiver. Just look at the Rose Bowl two years ago, right? You know, that's when Marvin had his coming out party. You know, maybe this will be uh, Carnell Tate's coming Carnell out party. Tate. this year. Brandon Ennis, especially yep. with Fleming also not playing. I think Emeka's going to play. It's yeah. crazy. Man. I never would have guessed. I mean, I would have bet anything that Marvin wasn't going to play. And he hasn't even said he's not playing, but he was the only one. He was At least he's got with his team at practice. He was just on a stationary bike. So, I mean, there's no reason for Marvin to play in this game. It'd be fun uh, selfishly. But, like, yeah, he's going to be the top player taken in the draft that's not a quarterback. He's <laughs> Even if he doesn't get to his second contract, he's going to have generational wealth. Um, and he'll get to his second contract. But, man, yeah. I mean, it sounds like everybody else is going to play. It sounds like JT's going to play. Um, you know, Mecca's going to play. Denzel Burke said he's playing. Ty Leak's playing. There's a couple of guys that haven't said for sure, but it sounds like everybody except for Marvin's going to play, and that is awesome. You know, the other thing that's great about this, too, is, Dave, is that when you have a new quarterback that you're breaking into the system here in Devin Brown, even though he's been around all year, having the defense maybe fully formed to give him a little bit of wiggle room if it's a slow start in this game is really important. Uh, you know, I I, did, I never thought that all the D linemen were going to play in this game. That's maybe the biggest shock to me. That and Denzel, because I thought that – I still don't know for sure if some of these guys are coming back next year. It sounds like a lot of them are, but I assume Denzel Burke wouldn't play because he's probably a first-rounder. Um, maybe he didn't get the grade he wanted. I mean, only they know that. And I, I'm not sitting here looking at Denzel – Burke's uh, draft grade right now, but I didn't think Denzel Burke would play in this game. 
I didn't think JTT would play in this game. Uh, There's a lot of rumblings Mike Hall wouldn't play. So the fact that you have all these guys here, it's it's a huge deal. Yeah, and, and we, you know, people complain about NIL, but we have a good uh, point here from PB on YouTube. This is the positive of NIL. I mean, do we really think guys like Emeka – now, again, Bucknutters, it's not for sure that Emeka is coming back, but we're getting like a lot of like vibes that he is going to come back. There's no way, in my opinion, he would come back if not for NIL. Same thing with Travion Henderson. We're hearing he's coming back. Yes. Maybe Travion wouldn't play. He was out there in full pads yesterday at practice, uh, going first with the running backs. Dallin Hayden's your number two tailback. T.C. Caffey, walk on as your number three tailback in this game. And Xavier Johnson can also play in there. But, um, yeah, man, it's just I think without NIL, Trey would be gone. Even if Trey got, I'm a fourth-round pick, which is what I've heard, he'd go if not for NIL. But now he can make – not almost as much money as he would as a rookie in the NFL. He'd make more money staying at Ohio yep. State than he would as a fourth-round pick in the NFL. It's crazy. You know, Dave, I did this breakdown in the bucket uh, this past weekend. If Trey Henderson – I gave him a third-round pick to be charitable. A third-round pick generally signs a four-year deal for about $5 million total. So let's say that's $1.25 million. Well, I think the big knock on Trey Henderson isn't talent. It's durability. He needs to have a year where he can show – that he makes the whole way through the year without an injury, uh, unlike most of these seasons in his career at OSU. So he comes back and he has a package of a million plus dollars in NIL. And there's rumors that it's all kinds of crazy numbers, but let's say it's a million, which is a very reasonable and realistic number. That's essentially his contract that he would get as a rookie. And what that allows him to do next year is he's not losing any current money. He's probably not going to lose draft stock, right? So if he sticks around in college next year, has a healthy year, is a big-time player, conceivably is in the Heisman race sort of situation, he could up his stock from a third-rounder to a first-rounder. And that money goes from four years to five million, five million to five years because the first-rounders have that option year and probably $15 million. It triples the money that he can make on his first contract. And most running backs aren't getting to second contracts now while not losing money in the short term in this first year. So he can bet on himself, improve his draft stock, and still get paid. And that's that's NIL right there. And that's how NIL probably should work. Is your proven guys sticking around versus leaving to be a third or a fourth round pick in the NFL draft. And that'll, in some respects, make college football older. So, you know, if Ohio State is losing some of these freshmen to Miami for $11 billion uh, of money that they may or may not see, ask the Texas A&M big class how many of them actually saw their money. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're using your NIL to keep these guys, a guy coming back like Trey Henderson or a JTT or a Denzel Burks or an Amica Buka is not a five-star recruit. They're like an eight-star recruit because these are three-year experience, ready, plug-and-play, elite college football players. I'm good with that being how we use our NIL so long as our recruiting classes still aren't too badly attrited early on from these big Miami and Aggie monies from schools that generally – aren't as good at football as Ohio State and have to pay to try to get these kids to go there. I have a question from X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm glad that X slash Twitter people can now be a part of the live chat. The show was always broadcast live on Twitter, but uh, until recently, only uh, our good friends watching on YouTube and Facebook could uh, take part in the live chat. No longer. We've uh, added X. Elon Musk called Dan Rubin and, and talked Dan into it, so we added X on there. Dan and, and Elon talk a lot about a lot of things. This is from Sir Anthony. Do we think Tommy suits up or is it 
Fool Cody Simon. That's a good one. Because I think Tommy could play. He's not like he's a high pick, but he's definitely banged up. Same thing with Kate Stover. I don't know. What do you think? I tend to think Tommy and Kate will play, but I don't know. What do you think? First of all, if Dan Rubin has Elon's phone number, make sure Elon gets my digits because I love that guy. Uh, I want to talk to him about our space program. Um, second of go all, back to Twitter though. I mean, man, I don't like, I do guy. like Twitter better than X. I'll admit that Elon, I didn't think we needed to rebrand that dog. Elon. Twitter's the one thing that Elon's done that I'm like, buddy, focus on space and electric cars and yeah. getting us to Mars. Right. Then you're you're the only person who's doing this stuff right now. You're reflying rockets like 20 times. I love the guy. He's going to make space like the airline industry in the next 15 years. Uh, that aside, uh, Tommy Eichenberg. Uh, so I think Tommy's banged up a lot. I think he'll dress. He may get a couple Pyrrhic snaps, but I don't think he's going to play a lot. The, the, the truth is he's, he's he's beat up. And Tommy Eichenberg's not trying to sustain some NFL draft stock here. I think NFL knows exactly what Tommy is and isn't at this point. Um, I, I would like to see a lot of Cody Simon in this game. Frankly, I'd like to see a lot of C.J. Hicks in this game. But we may have to wait for him to be unleashed again for, uh, you know, another season. Uh, flip side of that equation is Cade Stover. I think Cade plays. I think Cade is – this is just knowing what kind of guy he is. You know, I think he's probably still a little rankled how last year he didn't get to finish the bowl game against Georgia. People forget that, by the way, when we talk about that game they lost by the field goal at the end. Cade didn't play the whole second half. He had back issues. Uh, I, I think Cade Stover will play in this game. You may see a little bit more of the other tight ends. I, I'd like to see a little bit more Jelani Thurman, too, to be real honest. But I think Stover's more likely to play than Eichenberg, and I do think we're going to see a lot of Cody Simon. We're going to get to Devin Brown discussion in a moment. Jim on YouTube <laughs> asked a question I think is on a lot of people's mind. How long is C.J. Hicks going to ride the pine? Is he just not good? I, I think he's good, and I think next year he's going to yeah. play a lot of football. I'm surprised he – I would be lying. I said coming in the year, I thought that he would rotate in. I didn't think he'd start, but I thought he would rotate in more, certainly more than he did because he didn't rotate in very much backs. No. Woody Simon stepped up this year, but uh, next year, CJ Hicks's year. He's got to step up and Gabe Powers as well. Glad Cody's coming back. Those are the top three linebackers for next year. Yeah. And I think part of this too is, is that uh, CJ was Steel Chambers backup and and Simon was Eichenberg's backup and Chambers didn't get banged up as much as Eichenberg did. Uh, but I frankly would like to have seen a lot more CJ Hicks. I think he's very good. I think part of this is a little bit of the transition to the Knowles defenses that Jim Knowles knows that Chambers and, and Eichenberg were able to do what he wants his defense to, uh, wants his linebackers to do in his defense. And so I think he was very loath to move off of them. And I think it may not have been maybe the best decision because a guy like CJ Hicks is young and explosive and sure he would have made some mistakes against Rutgers or whoever, but I think we should have had him in more. I think he's very good. I think if you have a top 10 national player who's sitting as the first string backup for a couple of years and the guys in front of him aren't NFL stars, uh, it, it's a little odd. I mean, the last time we had a linebacker this highly rated uh, was Raquan McMillan. And remember, he spent half his freshman year banging his way into the starting lineup. So hopefully CJ can uh, hopefully CJ can play more because I'd really like to see what I mean, maybe maybe he's not that guy. But everything we hear about him is, is that he's very good. He's just not playing. So I guess we'll have to wait and see another year. I'd like to see it on Friday, but I, I don't really think we're going to see a lot of them. Um, all right, Devin Brown making his first start. I'm just This makes this game just exponentially more interesting, the fact that he's starting this game. Um, what's your confidence level 1 through 10 on Devin Brown? 
Well, as the guy who uh, had been rooting for him to win the job since April, I'm finally getting my wish of a number 33 at quarterback for Ohio State. And let me tell you, I have been looking forward to this day since the quarterback battle began. Uh, now, that said, my confidence level, whenever we said, oh, it's going to be Devin Brown, it's clearly Devin Brown, it's not Lincoln Keenholz, because I wanted to see Keenholz start the, the day we found out McCord was leaving. Initially, I was like, oh, all right, well, I guess we'll see. We haven't seen a ton from Brown this year when he's been in. And, you know, I, I would have probably been a three or a four saying, well, maybe we can scramble a little bit. But then after listening to the way these guys are talking about him, it gives a lot of the vibes, and I said this earlier, of whenever Jim Trestle went into the 2004 season and everybody thought Justin Zwick was going to get anointed. And then Troy Smith got picked at the time in the spring game. The players drafted teams. So whoever they picked first, then the opposite would go to the other team. And the first pick in the draft was Troy Smith from the players, not mm -hmm. Justin Zwick. I and, was there covering it. Yep. I was in yeah, the team. And, the jaws went. <laughs> and so hearing these guys talk about him, saying that, wow, he's better than I thought. Wow, he's this. Wow, he's that. Uh, I, I'm a lot more confident right now because I don't think they would be publicly coming out and blowing smoke like this if he was not maybe ready to go. And I I genuinely think we're going to see a pretty decent game from Devin Brown. I'm curious. And for Devin Brown, and Dave, maybe I'm wrong here, but my view on this, and I said this in the bucket last weekend, my view on Devin Brown is, is that this is his opportunity. And here's why. If Devin Brown goes out and has a really good game, moves the ball around largely the group that's coming out next year. They beat a top 10 team from the SEC with him at quarterback. He's going to go into spring football in a difficult position to knock off of his spot. A, he's been around longer. B, he'll have a big win under his belt. And C, he'll have proven that he's able to do what they want in this system. The flip side of that is if he has a bad game, I think everybody's going to look at it and go, well, if we're going to struggle, let's get the young guys in. Let's start Keenholz. Let's start Aaron Nolan, maybe. So I think this game is utterly critical for Devin Brown because if he has a great game, it, he makes a real good argument that he probably should keep the starting role, uh, even though it's going to be an open competition. But if he doesn't, it makes it all that easier to plug in the younger guys ahead of him. What do you think, Dave? I'm with you. I think that's articulated very well. I'm confident. I think this is not going to be a one-and-done Devin Brown situation. I, I get the vibe this is the beginning of the Brown era, at least that he'll be the starter to begin next year. He has to perform. That's just my gut feeling. But if he doesn't perform well, this is a question people are wondering. Jermaine on Facebook, he says, it appears Will Howard has followed a few Buckeyes on social media. He's also looking at USC. He's followed a few of their guys, too. Now, according to Jermaine on uh, Facebook, he says the rumor is he may be leaning to Ohio State after the bowl game. Fax, what would you make of that if Ohio State landed Kansas State transfer quarterback Will Howard? There's also some smoke. Will could go pro as well, but he's not going to be at Kansas State. I'm torn <laughs> on this because yeah. I, I, when we talk about the transfer portal quarterbacks this year, I wasn't as high on the group this year as I was the last two years of kids that were available. Um, I thought Cam Ward probably was the best one. And initially I thought, oh, well, let's definitely get a transfer portal quarterback. But the flip side of this is, you know, if you want a veteran guy in the room, you already got Devin Brown. And you've already got these young guys in Keenholz and Aaron Nolan that are going to be there. Uh, to me, I think at a certain point you trust your recruiting at that position. 
And I know Ryan Day didn't – it didn't work out last year, right? It didn't work out with McCord. And I think there's that's the fear is, is they don't want to get stuck again. But is Will Howard really better than Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz by the time you play Michigan next year? I don't know if I see that. So I'm not sold on the current transfer portal crop. I'm really not. Um, and I, I honestly, the kid that I would have been most interested in was Dylan Gabriel. And obviously he's already going to Oregon. So maybe there's a surprise in that transfer portal, but I, I don't, I don't see any of them as an upgrade over what we already have. I just don't. And last thing people have wondered, a lot of people are, are agreeing, like we don't need a transfer portal QB. We develop our own quarterbacks, Brooke on Facebook. Um, Lincoln Keenholz, I've had people ask me, well, is Lincoln Keenholz going to play in that game? Initially, I thought maybe, uh, you know, assuming it's a close game, you know, it's not like a blowout. Um, I thought Ryan would get him in there a little bit. But reading between the lines when Coach was asked about that last week, I don't think we're going to see Lincoln Keenholz unless this is a blowout. This is Devin Brown's game. We've had people point this out. The players, Brown's teammates and coaches are gushing about him, both in Columbus bowl prep and now down there for the couple days they've been down there. I don't think we're going to see Lincoln Keenholz is my point, unless it's a blowout. I don't think so either. And you're coming from the president of Lincoln Keenholz should play the Cotton Bowl Club. So (laughs) at the end of the day, you know, the decision was very definitive very quickly. It was going to be Devin Brown. So despite as much as I love um, the potential of Keenholz, and as much as I think he's just a winner and a star waiting, at the end of the day, this is Devin Brown's shot. And we just talked about why. This is his moment. I think you find out what you have in Devin Brown now. I think that's what I think that's what we find out. Is Devin Brown capable of really being the guy? Because Devin Brown, and maybe the other thing too is, is that sometimes in life there's some guys who, you know, whenever the opportunity arises, they hit a different gear. They prepare differently. They they focus on different things in life. They think, oh wow, why would I do all this other stuff I've been doing? I'm starting the Cotton Bowl, and I have four weeks to be ready for it, or whatever it's been. And it sure as hell sounds like Devin Brown's doing that. And remember, guys, this isn't some schmuck three-star kid we added at the deadline. This is a five-star kid from across the country. He's a big-time recruit in his own right. And I think everybody right now is like, ooh, transfer portal. Shiny, 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 shiny transfer portal. Yay. Right? And at the end of the day, this guy may well be the solution. We need to find out. So, you know, I, I, I want to see Devin Brown. I think this is the moment in time appropriately to see Devin Brown. And if that means Keenholt sits and watches, it means Keenholt sits and watches. And I, I don't think they want Devin Brown to go out thinking he's going to get hooked if he makes one bad play. So this is Devin Brown's game. This is the Devin Brown game will be how we probably remember this one. Um, now, I hope we remember it as a Carnell Tate game because it means Carnell Tate goes off like the Rose Bowl for Marv and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba a couple of years ago. But I, I honestly think at the end of the day that this the, the biggest storyline in this whole game is Devin Brown. And I think Devin Brown is going to be uh, the guy who wins or loses this game for Ohio State at the end of the day. I'm with you. I can't wait. Just two days away. It's kind of snuck up on me. Two days away mm-hmm. from Ohio State, Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. Great stuff from Bax. Really appreciate it, Bax. And uh, again, check out our new sponsor, Swenson's. You know, Bax, yes. it, it led to a yes. marriage, a happy marriage with Bax and his wife. And the food's great. And you can get a free milkshake when you mention Bucknuts. With any purchase, just meant, buy something, mention Bucknuts, and you get a free small milkshake. Wait, wait, that's for real? Oh, I got to tell real. my wife that. 
That's for real. Yeah. Listen, I mean, Polaris Swenson's here we come. And their milkshakes are fantastic. All right. They are actually really good. The, the, the other thing about Swenson's before we sign off, they have these, like, they call them um, like state drinks. There's the Ohio, the Florida, and the California. And the Ohio is like a red, of course, like cherry-ish kind of. Um, it's, it's, got, it's got like a ginger ale in it mix. It's really good. The Florida is orange and the California is grape. I always get the California, but those are really good. Oh, I can't wait. I get to, uh, I've tried it before, but they're delivering it to my house today. I love that. Probably my kids are going to eat it all, but we'll, we'll see. I'm going to get, make sure I get some as well. Great stuff from Mr. Matt Baxendale. Thank you to Bax. Thanks to all of you for tuning into the show, your questions, comments, really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Go Bucks.